Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hi, Ben here. I just want to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Jagavani. Summer Bumo, Meredith Clayton, Kay, Morgan Garrett, Astley Graves, Calacasia, Tiffany Irving, Rose Lewis, Jeff Stanbury. Thank you. We really appreciate all of your support. Now enjoy the show. Welcome to part two of our Cthulhu special of Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm Alex Newell, your host, and with me today I have... Jake Cross, Brent Monroe, Ben Meredith, Lydia Nicholas, and special guest... Sean Smith. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, yeah, you that, should listen to part one, yeah, because everything that's happened will two mean comes nothing to you. Oh, my <laughs> session's gone up in class quite a lot, really. So, quickly reminding everyone of the characters, we have... Well, I'm Muriel Chilhum. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm in oils. Uh, I love conceptual art, although it's really not uh, not conceived of these days. And this is my little brother, my little brother. <coughs> Herbert Chilhum. Herbie. Professor of Entomology. Johnson, David Johnson. I'm here on assignment uh, writing a story, but uh, right now I am somewhat freaked out. Also, <laughs> old family friend. Yes, yes, he was engaged. It was very tragic, really. His brother was my, engaged. My older brother was uh, engaged to their cousin, but uh, he, he was killed in the war. Detective Inspector John Poppins. Uh, at your service, well, sitting down, doing very little. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Dr. Julian Blake. Doctor by name, doctor by nature. Doctor. Uh, doctor. Creep. By nature. It's creep creepy, by nature. really, Julian. He's not, he's not a nice Julian character. Julian was a child friend of Herbie's, and I've put up with him for a long time. I would honestly say more tolerated because of familiarity. Tolerated. Last thing that happened was we had the mysterious yellow figure who's clearly the king in yellow. I, well, Sean said it. He told us literally, G, when it's the king of yellow. Oh, well, then that's that covered. Okay, good. It's marginally less mysterious if we know he's definitely the king of yellow. Just saying. But at least we're at the right volume because we're in a theatre. Okay. It was the interval. I remember there being an interval. We're approaching the interval. We're approaching okay, we're not the there yet. Right. So, with, without further ado, I hand back over to you, Sean. So, the play advances onwards in its almost mechanical inevitability, and strange things continue to be happening in the auditorium, which are becoming increasingly unsettling for all but the utterly amazed Muriel who is oh, abs- having a wonderful time can you see the way the processes are enacted and also performed for once I actually understand what you're saying it's amazing it's really wonderful it's definitely better than what's behind me all others seem to have been much more affected by the strangeness that's happening in the auditorium so at the back of the room um, we have the very real in fact the hyper real 
version of the King in Yellow, um, who stood watching the play for his own honour. And the play continues on, and it's very strange because it's so sincere. And it's solely the sincerity that allows the play to prevent itself feeling like a farce. And it gets to the point, though, where it does all like actively descend into fairly farcical moments, where there's a masquerade being held in the honour of the dead king who'd been on the stage when you entered. And all of the characters are masked, and no one knows who anyone else is. And there are some amusing bits of byplay as very funny things happen, and most of the audience laugh. I do, n- <laughs> I do not. Oh my gosh, I Herbie. am not laughing. Herbie, did you catch that? Yes, that, yes, it was very that, funny. That group who, oh my gosh. You're an exp- a, I don't get it. I don't an get it. extraordinary overlap of interest and dramatic irony. Oh, right, I think I get it. <laughs> oh, to form and shape and colour. It's really, it's, it's extraordinary. Uh, yes, it's lovely. And as all of these revelations come about, the characters all unmask. Ella Cowan is the, the lead actress in this. She's clearly playing part very well. In fact, her costume is, is split two ways. So the left side of it portrays one character, the right side of it portrays another character. Her makeup is done separately. She only ever appears side on. And then in this scene, you've shown some particularly impressive things where she's holding a mirror so she can talk as both characters who are talking to each other and based on her sheer impressive skill. I've got to say, she's going to be giving <clears throat> Jemmy a run for her money. I mean, that's some pretty schnazzy performing. And at the end, these two, in a conversation themselves, talk to the stranger. So earlier on, one of the characters arrived, took up shelter with the cook from outside of town, and then is asked to reveal his identity. And there's a distinct pause as every person on the stage looks towards the stranger to see what the next statement's going to be. And it's a very simple, I wear no mask. And then in this, all chaos breaks out. What does his face look like? It looks like a Venetian mask. I'm starting to lose what's going on again, Muriel. Oh, it's, it's, it's really, it's an extraordinary, so I think it's really, the mask is something to do with the history of art. It's a commentary on it by, by satirising and explicating so many elements of interlocking art histories of so many different traditions. Really, really, really. Oh, it's so extraordinary. Robbins, do you have any idea what's going on? It's great, but I don't actually know what's happening. I'm incapable of taking any more information on board or communicating anything <laughs> watching the play. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe to watch. It's just like, you can hear him. Hmm? <laughs> it's probably best not to respond. Yeah. But it's possible. Johnson. Johnson. Yes. Do you know what's happening? Yes. I don't like it. You want no fun? <laughs> so in the chaos that falls out on the stage, the characters with their weaponry take two stabbing upon each other. Some are fainting just out of pure fright. There's running around, people fall into each other, and now it, it does seem just chilling to watch. And the stranger is, remains utterly motionless throughout this entire point until the stage settles down in a kind of strange slumber. And he then walks through the crowd at his feet, long arms stroking the faces of everyone that he goes, and walks straight to the door into the auditorium, the way through which you entered in the first place, and walks through, and again leaves a strange... Wait, through pause. the door? Or through the hole where the door goes. <laughs> through, through the hole. Because that did happen before. So yeah. that's a really good point. Walking into the wall or whatever. Mm. Um, it kind of like shuffles through the curtains, but you then, in paying particular attention, do notice actually you can hear the slight squeak of the hinge. So, ah, right, so the actual, the actual a door, door, a real door has been used. Then, ever so minutely, the house lights kind of come up um, as more of the light comes on. I let out the biggest sigh. I've been, like, clenched against this play for the for the, that entire last 15 minutes, and I just, you, I visibly kind of just release so much tension as the house lights come up. I trepidatiously look behind me uh, at where the figure at the back of the auditorium was um, is. There is no one anymore. The room itself is empty of anything seemingly strange. I will visibly I, slump. Congratulations, you're fine. Nothing bad is going to happen for the rest <laughs> of the game. I, uh, I noticed that the police officer has not been enjoying what's going on, and I might use some psychoanalysis to try and unpick how he responded to the... I, oh, Poppins! Poppins, did you not enjoy the play? Can you describe to me what it was why, that you why, why don't you have this chat downstairs and get some more scotch in the inspector? I think we could all use another another drink for, for the... Uh, during the interval. It's not a man explaining psychoanalysis to me. <laughs> 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 you say? 
Uh, the inspector is still uh, utterly uncommunicative, and the path of least resistance, which I've been told is what I am taking at this point, is to sit in the chair and not move unless he is physically moved. Now, now that the play itself has stopped, you are conscious entirely of your of your surroundings. Tell me, tell me, Poppins, what it was that you thought that you saw there. Let me. Let me analyse psycholy, <laughs> no, 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 psychologically, how how it was affecting you. How do, do I have to so, role play the psychoanalysis? Um, do I need so, to get him a couch? So the way in which this works, if you are psychoanalysing other characters, a single spend of your point will gain them two stability points. Okay. Um, so spending one will put you back to nil. It may be worth spending two to put him up to two in case he at some point has to... There lose any further. I can't imagine that there would ever be a reason that yeah. you might be shocked again. Mm-hmm. Oh, Poppins, I'm so glad that this chat seems to have had such a wonderful effect <laughs> on you. Who, who knew that talking about your feelings could be so powerfully helpful? I feel much better now. Now I'm going home. Johnson, Herbert, I think we should uh, uh, get the drinks in. What do you think? Yes, let, uh, well, well, well make sure, let's make sure everyone goes downstairs. Uh, well, well, I've definitely had enough theatre for one day. I've had all the art I can take. I think I'll be toddling off home now. Poppins, I really appreciate knowing... I mean, that was a really insightful talk. I haven't had a conversation like that about art and the way that it moves us towards or be away from, from chaos. Uh, don't, don't let my rough yes. working class exterior fool you, milady. I'm, in fact, a surprisingly wise and cultured man with a deep and sensitive soul. It's quite the misnomer, I think, that any member of the working class is necessarily an idiot. I, yes, but I, <laughs> I didn't mean... But I haven't had that kind of conversation... Ever really? I mean, I'd so appreciate if you stuck around. I'm just going to start gently ushering people Mm -hmm. towards the staircase and down Mm -hmm. to the bar. Um, There is a small door which had been marked with private um, that is now open, and at that door is stood Jemima, your erstwhile cousin, with with a large bottle of scotch. As they all go, I am going to go. Oh, I've forgotten the inspector's coat, and just nip back to our seats to do something. But I'll let some of that play out while I deal my own stuff. You're right. I've got my coat. I'll come with you. I want my coat and then I'm leaving I'm not staying here I've seen a lady disappear into my coat I am going away there is no reason why I would stay here I don't like the theatre I barely like art I just about tolerate most of you I'm going home very well Inspector I'll see you do you want uh, to try to go home I want to try. I want to get my coat, and then I'll go home. I'll, now, I'll help you get your coat. Now and then that I'll I've, you, um, but I'm going to linger by the seats. Anyway. Given that I'm an incredibly blind character, apparently, now that I've spotted that you're actually upset in some way, I similarly I'm going to make an attempt at the whole reassure psychobabble stuff. Nonetheless, that kind of depends depends on whether you'll listen. I think calling it psychobabble is not necessarily the best way to get him to listen either. <laughs> You can well, find my psychobabble that you. How do you feel about George that? George listens to some of my inane talk. <laughs> well, I, just, I, I can preface it with a Poppins. Poppins, you, you're getting very worked up. Is everything okay? Just saw a lady disappear into my coats. <laughs> that was quite unsettling. Okay. I'm going to grab my coat and I'm going to go home. These things can be unsettling. but ultimately... When you say can be unsettling, do you mean are definitely unsettling? <laughs> because a lady just disappeared into my coats. Oh, well, you see, what you're doing there is you're conflating the idea. By conflating, do you mean directly narrating what has happened? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you've got to have a clear divide on what's real and what isn't, and a stage a stage trick, Poppins, is is nothing to be concerned by or worried. But a disappearing lady is a thing to be. I've I've investigated a lot of disappearing lady cases. I've never investigated a disappearing lady coat. Look, Poppins, I'm going to take my coat. It's cold out, and I'm going out. We're all very, very impressed, okay, by your participation, but you're laying it on a big thick now, aren't you? What did you say? Well, I mean, disappearing lady, it's all very impressive. We're all very impressed. Come with us, come sit down, have a drink. No, 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 this is no party trick. I am going home. I'm grabbing my coat, and I'm going home, and there is nothing you can say that will stop me. During this little exchange, have you, Bryn, uh, snuck off to do whatever you yeah, to do? I'm going to commit some light arson. <laughs> I don't want this play to finish. I am literally going to try and burn it down. Impressive. <laughs> um, that is a bad review. That's a bad review. <laughs> My stability is at zero, guys. I don't know if you all noticed that as well. It's probably a review for Chortle. <laughs> 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 As we've previously established, I am a smoker. I get out my lighter, and I am starting to set fire to things. Interesting. <laughs> Many things. Watch the other people. I can, the seats, the curtains, anything on stage that I can reach. Without, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be super obvious about it. I'm hoping that like, most people have left the auditorium yeah. at least briefly, which is why I'm letting this distraction assist me, happening 
you know, just outside the doors. In the corridor. Yeah. In the corridor. <laughs> Bearing in mind that Jemima's just standing there with some Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my but yeah, my plan is arson. I don't I don't want this play to finish. I want to burn it away. So there's there's a few places that you try to get caught, as in the fire court, rather than try to yes. be spotted doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not setting a fire here. It's a, it's a very easy way to get yourself out of a play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not killing people. Stab, 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 stab. Out of the play. Yeah. And um, it's a very warm room and fairly, fairly humid on account of this. So many places don't quite catch. Um, but eventually you manage to get a very small fire going in the very frontmost row, the very far end. So there's not a lot of stuff that can catch immediately about it, but you are happy that it, it's smouldering I'm going and to then slowly leave catching. my lighter nearby so that as the fire spreads, mm. it will hit the lighter and cause a, a, bit much, a, a bit of a pop and a much more rapid spreading. Yeah. So this, I'm this not an idiot, I know how to set a fire okay. and burn somewhere Jumping down. Jumping back to the conversation that Julian and Poppins have been having, I'm wanting to do a sense trouble because I'm noticing everyone's starting to act weird. I didn't notice whilst the play was happening, but Herbert's being weird, Johnson's run off, and Poppins is... I was say, and, and meanwhile... And uh, Muriel is cheery! Yeah, well, the, the, the cheery the tombs are having a reunion. been rather down for quite a long time. I mean, <laughs> there's been the whole war thing, there's <laughs> yeah. the cousin disappearing, there's the fact that she can't have a career as an artist because she's a woman who isn't quite rich enough. <laughs> no one will marry her. Uh, she doesn't want to marry anyone, but that seems the only option, really. And, and people have really been picking up on the fact that she doesn't want to marry them and be settled down. It's really, but this art, this art, it offers a way out. Really, if you gave her a form and said cult at the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> You should say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, it's over five years. Needing a sacrifice. <laughs> Not need to be subtle. Yeah, I, I, I feel I, we've got an excellent game of Cthulhu here. We've got somebody <laughs> wants to join a cult, yeah. cult, somebody wants to just go home, and somebody wants to burn it all down. I'm, yeah. I'm, this is, this I'm, is proper I'm wanting Cthulhu. to sense trouble at this point. Are you point? spending any points? I, this point? Is there an upper limit to how many points I can spend? No. Um, however, it's, it is a pass fail. So there is a target number. I and will you don't spend two points of sense trouble to realise in my blind idiocy that potentially something is So you're wrong. spending two points to catch up? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Pretty much. Good job I did. <laughs> um, Rolling a three. It does feel very strange and suddenly you get the click in your brain of all of these things. They're all, they are all linked and especially when you talk about no you're just conflating things and then you're your no, train wait. of thought. Hang on a second. That, that's causation. Yeah. That's what yeah. that was. <laughs> and, so, and so you notice this, you kind of recap the fact that there were odd things happening in terms of how the audience were, but that the realisation kind of draws to a hold when you actually, again, hear a, um, a, a fairly polite <clears throat> and, an, and a, with the uncorking of the whiskey. Sorry, did you say Kool-Aid? <laughs> the whiskey, in fact. It's, the whiskey's transmuted oh. from scotch, which is yet another terrifying element. <laughs> <laughs> but of course. Jemmy, Jemmy, it's so darling to see you, darling. Oh, darling, I thought that you were missing. We were, so, we were almost going to take you off the Christmas card list. Yes, we didn't five, know where to send. Five Christmases. We didn't know where to send the card. We, well. So sorry about your fiance. Oh. Mm -hmm. So um, sorry. Very smooth, Muriel. It's fine now. I've moved past. I've, I've gone beyond this. And yes, yes, that's greater here. So you've written this play. I've adapted it slightly. Oh. You see, it's the most wonderful. Have you met Ella? Ella's the most yes, utterly met, fantastic person. We met at a party a couple um, of years ago. A couple of years ago, yeah. yes. I, I mean, I thought at the time that she was a really interesting, fascinating young woman, but I had no conception of the depths of talent. I saw the two characters. It's extraordinary. Oh, that, Jenny. Was, that was one of mine. That was an idea. Uh, she was Jenny. so good, she had to play both female leads. I, I've, I've got to, I'm very impressed by the, the resilience of your actors ignoring the, uh, the furore which was occurring in the audience. And uh, there was a... a Unticketed guests, I think. Well, um, no, no, it's 
It's all it's all going according to plan. Yeah, okay. That's a, <laughs> that's a, wow. That's that's a let's most suspicious phrase ever. Step one. Let's assess honesty. I've caught up. Things are actually oh, a bit weird. You've always yeah. been the best liar. Um, you don't, in fact, because it's an investigative school. You don't need to. Ah. She is being honest. Things Can I go immediately follow that up with a veiled interrogation? <laughs> yes. If you're trying to keep it veiled and to keep it almost unnoticed, definitely. then that would require a spend. I now realise things are slightly off and multiple fairly stable people are on edge and so on. And Jemmy is acting particularly weird. So whilst veiling it as a... You mentioned that you... You adapted it from something. That's, that's fascinating. I mean, where, where, where did you find the piece that you were adapting it from? I never knew you were much of an adapt and just sort of... And just kind of keep going this way around. It's like, well, it's, it's more that, that Ella, Ella suggested that, that we put on the play. Mm. Um, it's such a very, very good play. I mean, so who, who is Ella to you? I mean, honestly, I mean, it's been so long since we caught up, but uh, you never mentioned Ella before. Well, this vehicle is here to make her the star that she should be. Oh, and it's doing a fantastic job, but I mean, who is she? she is. I mean, I mean she's, she's an unknown. I mean, it's, it's terribly, it's terribly improper of me, but would you like to meet her? I know it's, I know it's only the interval, but... Oh, that would be extraordinary. You don't know what that would mean to me, Jimmy. She then opens the door that she's sitting in front of, and you see what should architecturally be quite a small space, based on the, the layout of the actual rooms around it. It does seem to be slightly larger than you would think. And this room is much cooler. There's a mirror along the side. <laughs> is, the room, the room, is the room smoking? The room is smoking. Is it a leather jacket? We walked um, into a large leather jacket. With sunglasses. With sunglasses, yeah. yeah. The sun, well, the sunglasses are just hooked over into a pocket. Oh. It's, uh, it is into the dado rail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it it is smoking. In fact, you can you can in fact you can smell the smoke. And in this room is sat and fairly repugnant up close Ella Cowan, and she's partially out of costume. The fact her her makeup has been changed on one side of her face, it remains the same as it had on the other side of her face for the first act, and she's half in costume, half out. It appears to have all been like partially stitched together and as such. You can see a completely blank arm and her skin is blotchy and puffy and especially up close, it just looks almost like, you know if you leave chicken in a marinade for that little bit too long? So confused by this reference of chickens, I'm gonna stride manfully over and do a medicine check. I will spend a medicine point to know what the heck- How, how do you wish to investigate her. So, still on the back of my interrogative thing, now it's it's sort of all bluster at the front whilst actually, you know, thinking about the situation for a change. Mm. Um, going over, introducing myself, oh, hello, fantastic meet, to meet you. I'm sorry to interrupt, we just, you know, friends of um, Jemmy, we just wanted to say you're doing an amazing job. And whilst reaching out the hand, noticing the blotchy and just going, oh, I'm sorry, that must be a side effect of the, uh, of the, of the makeup. I can take a look if you'd like. And then without waiting, sort of starting to examine. Yeah, so the very first thing that you notice is that it is organic. Um, Comforting! The human arm is organic! It's it's not living, and also from coming close you you notice half the reason that it doesn't appear to be particularly healthy looking skin, because actually it's, it's just, it has the simulation of being skin, and even to the touch it feels waxy. It is, it is in fact beeswax coating the entirety of her arm at this point and she flaps her hand as well so it's like no no it's it's fine it's perfect oh no fine. it's okay i'm a trained physician just uh, give me a moment I'm, no I'm, I'm 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 enough in role and we need to uh, what's going on julie oh no nothing nothing i just thought i'd uh, help this young woman um is there any mechanics for the displaying of a hidden message to another character, or can I just say is I it called to do that? a wink? <laughs> <laughs> What's the mechanics for? Well, no, because wink what? sort of implies I've got a cheeky plan, as opposed to we're all gonna die. I've wink. got a stat for flattery here. I imagine that will probably cover winks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna flatter Ella. In fact, was like, oh my gosh, this is the most extraordinary, oh, uh, the most extraordinary. Yeah. 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 She's not. Well, she genuinely right. loves <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Extraordinary as it is, it is also obscenity. You have put on a film play here like you were naked ladies paraded around the stage I would not accept that in Soho although I would accept a large amount of money from a shady looking character in order to accept that in Soho I am going to be running you in young lady you are under arrest and so are you you so- see the kind of reaction that you've provoked both both disturbing uh, both disturbing and enhancing and enthralling stand all. aside Miss Cheeky oh, I am taking these ladies into custody now uh, blah 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 and I've written their rights etc in whatever is the period appropriate way which I've not attempted to come in <laughs> yeah <laughs> You there, smack. Um, yeah. Alright, yeah, you're nicked. Bang to right. So you're coming with me. Ella particularly like laughs at this point and it sounds like a titty far away laugh. Your thoughts don't count here. 
Oh, people find they do. This is London. Rule of law <laughs> has been firmly established. Am I going to have to use the cuffs on you, young lady? And she and she just continues to laugh in, in disbelief. I'll take that as a yes. And he takes out his handcuffs from inside his suit jacket and applies them to Ella. Whilst this resisting arrest. I'm going to head over to uh, Herbert and Johnson. And just well, I'm just at the door of the auditorium, making sure no one goes back inside well, while I'm my fire grows. It's hatching. <laughs> it's almost like the size of, um, of a tennis ball, say. I'm sort of trying to gather Herbert and Johnson whilst um, Poppins is making the arrest, just trying to gather them. If it means coming over to the auditorium, that's fine, but I will just sort I of... I think the door's just around the corner. For sure, me, sure. So. Yeah. so just sort of... Uh, uh, yeah. What, 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 what? Listen, gents, um, don't mean to be the uh, don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm I'm smelling something fishy. Okay, there's something particularly unusual about that woman's arm, and as fantastic as the play is, I'm noticing. <laughs> yes, I have to. I've been feeling quite nauseous. I think I might go home. Mm, okay, well. Oh, Herbie, really, you have to you have to allow art to move you. Uh, you're not nauseous. You're just experiencing something profound. Uh, there will be no second half of this play. This play is over. This play is an obscenity. It is a perversion parading naked ladies around the stage. This is obscene and the... What's perverse is your idea of justice. This kind of art Muriel, we need... shut up. Oh, there is something much more serious going on here. And this play is over. We are all going home. Listen, okay? There may be things afoot right now, but you do not speak to Muriel that way. Are we understanding each other? Are we clear? That is fair. Muriel, I apologise. That's what I thought. And apologise to Art as well. Johnson. At what apologize point? Apologise to Art. <laughs> Shut up. Now, I would, there was an arrest in progress here, lady and gentlemen. Apologies. Uh, thank you. And so, mm-hmm. at this In point, order to appropriately restrain her, um, yeah. you will need to beat her in an opposed athletics check. Okay. So what that means is you each make checks until someone fails. You're in a fairly confined space. She's not running. You're used to doing this it's quite straightforward for you to be able to, to grab yeah. her. So your difficulty for the sentence is going to be three. I'm going to put two into this to absolutely guarantee I succeed. Yep. You very firmly grasp her, uh, presumably by the arms, I mean, in order mm. to do that. And at this point, she's attempting to struggle out. But the, her skin is quite slippery, and she tries to, to get away from this. Now, this is going to be more difficult for her. Um, so she does need to hit five, and we'll spend a single point in order to attempt that. Ooh. Ooh, and that's she a six plus a one. She kind of pulls, like, pulls her hands just directly away. You can't quite get the grip on the fabric, so that hand slips past. You manage to get the cuff around the other wrist, mm-hmm. um, and she pulls it back, and the hand comes off. Is it, is it a rotten stump? It's not rotten, mm-hmm. no. It is hollow, but you can only see a relatively Was small hollow. Was she clearly moving and bending and using that hand before it fell off? Yes. So currently you're just so fighting you can, an abomination, but well, that's fine. You can, still, you can still try to restrain her, but I do also want you to make a stability check because the hand okay. of someone you're restraining has fallen off. Right, fair enough. Five. So just because you're you're following procedure in the way that you know best, you've mm-hmm. kind of ignored this is this is abnormal, but you've dealt with abnormal things before. Until you then spot out of the hand that's fallen on the floor, a tiny jellyfish floats out up into the air and then starts wafting upwards and up beside you and between the two of you. Okay, and on that incredibly creepy and bizarre image, I think we'll take a break and then have a breather, a bit of a sit down, and then come back in a couple of minutes. It's the 40s. You live in a bayside city that's secretly under the control of an insect cult. Tonight, you're going to prove that to the world. Exuvii Relics of House Dragonfly is a role-playing game by Sean Smith which allows you to produce horror-noir role-playing one-shots using a regular pack of playing cards and no preparation. If you've ever wanted to run an investigative game but haven't had the time to dedicate to preparing a mystery, this is the game for you. Exuvii is on Kickstarter right now. Just search for Kickstarter Exuvii, spelt E-X-U-V-I-A-E, into your preferred search engine and back it today. And welcome back. Yes, so uh, there's fires and fights and jellyfish, oh my. So the, the longer the rest of the scene takes, the bigger the fire will yes. grow in the background. <laughs> what so, I would say is, whilst that's happening, given yep. that I'm unaware, and given the way that Johnson's acted to Mural, which is weird, again, mean. mechanically, I don't know how to play it out, but I will definitely take the time to bring you aside and go, listen, Johnson, is everything, everything all right? Blah, 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 blah. 
and effectively try to reassure and it'll be difficult in a small corridor with four people standing there so. <laughs> I, i'm gonna be honest i think i'd still try yeah. you can still use this as, as a case of like you can use this psychoanalytically to actually bolster his stability that's pretty much so what i'm looking at right now i am stonewalling you i am not engaging in this conversation and i'm uttering monosyllabic responses and grunts presumably i still have to then spend the psychoanalysis even though it's been rejected um, and so on yes that okay. said, can you resist psychoanalysis? <laughs> can you resist can the you power? Really? Um, I, power? I am going to call for a stability check to ignore it. I rolled a three. So because normally with stability checks you're aiming for four. So you're kind of you're very much confidently. I'm not listening to this. I'm not listening to this, and that's the outward show which is going on. But it is half as effective. So the two points you spend normally you would have gained four stability points from this. The fact that you are trying to resist it uh, means you do gain two stability points. Okay. So you feel better. So his process has helped. Well, this is happening, yep. and just before I assume we have the fallout from the jellyfish, I'm going to turn to Mira again. Uh, Mira, I really do feel quite ill. I think I might just uh, go see what the detective inspector is up to and uh, and and leave. Okay, uh, sorry. Um, and then I'll <laughs> walk off uh, into the dressing room where the detective inspector is. Powerfully authoritative. And it's at, this, at this point as well, where you hear a a yelp from Jemima, who is aware just of how much I mean how much danger that Ella is. Do you wish to continue to restrain her, or are you going to? get punchy. I'm attempt to cuff her at the elbow using the elbow joint as a thing that would... Yeah, this will have a difficulty of four um, and again it's going to be an athletics check. I'll put one athletics point into that. Yep. So that means I need three plus. Yep. Three. Okay, so three and the one means you're getting into a position where she's very, very nearly to the point of being cuffed and again she's still trying to fight out. So she spends two more points on this to attempt to get out. In order to succeed on this she needs to get six. And her hand fell off. And her hand is And one of her jellyfish. Well, if you're going to make a minor detail. Minor detail. Um, so she needs to get a six um, in order to succeed at this. Mm-hmm. Um, and does not. She rolls a two. I and a two. I'm going to come in and try and get the policeman off the artist that I so admire <laughs> with a scuffle. Um, get off her! I am going to. What are you doing? I am going to what? attempt to intervene and, uh, well, I don't have any scuffle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I've got two. Yeah, I'm going to attempt to, s- to scuffle it with my sister. <laughs> okay, your sister assaulting a police yeah. officer. That's probably quite a good so, move. So, in the name of art. So, yeah. the, the option, your, easy, your straightforward option is you can scuffle essentially if you're mostly throwing punches. If you want to try pulling him off, that would be in athletics. Okay, I, I will. No, I'm going to punch him. I'm going to punch him. I'm going to punch him. You're going to assault a police officer. And I'm going to attempt to. You've known since childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to attempt to intervene. Yeah, but and James Holt. Oh yeah, scuffling up. She's actually completely sane um, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it would be you can make you can make untrained athletics checks. So if you're trying to if you're trying to restrain, that would be that would be athletics. Oh, well, I'm not just going to hit my sister. So yeah. uh, Probably it would be untrained athletics. Okay. So the difficulty you're aiming for is going to be four on this. You'll also need to spend athletics to to like shrug him off. So we've rolled and we've got a I got a five. Got a five. So you're kind of able to like to grab it on this. You'll need to hit a three because you're kind of already going okay, for this so part. Spending one. Six or seven. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> so I like, shrug I, you so basically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab you, or yeah. try and grab you. Be like, Yumi, what's got into you? What are you doing? Shrug back and elbow you in the face. Okay, cool. I okay. will fall over because I'm okay. a prat. Herbie, <laughs> 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 don't you see what's important? No, Poppins, Poppins, get off her. So now, because of Poppins's athletic skill, he's harder to hit. Um, mm. So his hit threshold is four. So you're spending a single point of scuffling to so add one to the roll. Maybe I'll spend two. Oh, I'm crazy with it. Well, it's nearly over, right? Yeah. The, oh, only three. You get a three. My frail womanly arms <laughs> yet managed to punch the enormous police officer. Beat against my massive cockney spine. And the, <laughs> and the wax monster. Yes. Yeah. And uh, at this point, like Jemima is like outwardly panicking at the fact that you're attacking Ella, who she paused laughing for a certain point. Um, and and again, her hand fell off. And again, begins... <laughs> Thunk. <laughs> 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 um, and again begins to laugh um, at the point where she looks down at the cuffs um, and just pulls her arms out sidewards, breaking through the wax tusk as it is. So she, now she's lost both arms. So she's lost arm. both arms beyond the forearms, which one of them falls out of the out of the sleeve, and the other one obviously was revealed anyway. Both hit the floor and shatter, and then releasing like small clouds of jellyfish again up into the air. Just jellyfish in a costume. Um, she, <laughs> <laughs> Twenty jellyfish in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> 
trying to get a ticket for the cinema. It's because 1914 is London. It's just, it's just biased against entirely jellyfish-faced organisms. <laughs> Um, She's just trying to make her way. And she now uses the like uses the momentum of this then to thrust a stump. stump. You're about um, to get stumped. In in right. your face. So it's actually gonna spend three points of scuffling herself to smash you in the face um, with her slam. Rolling a five, so adding three to get an eight in total, which is enough to hit your four. Mm-hmm. Um, so strikes through that and her damage is minus one on a roll. So you take two damage to your health. You're a robust fella. Yeah, fine. yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> now, this is familiar. <laughs> so we've got clouds of jellyfish starting to swarm around in the, and in fact, a smack of jellyfish is, is clouding the air in front of you. We have just outside um, a minor scuffle going on between the doctor and journalism. You can quite clearly tell that a fight has broken out in the room beside you. I guess we head in at that point. Oh, for goodness sake! And then I'll head straight in and and be shocked. That's yeah. what I'll do. I'll be properly darned shocked um, at the whole thing. This is now... Why are you ruining it, Poppins? Why are you ruining it? I'll try and leap back up with the arms shattering. Yeah. And be like, Mew Mew, this isn't right! This isn't right! This has gone wrong! So this this is now the first time when people can actually see this. So you step back. You've been attacked by this thing, which will again call a stability check for you. And everyone else will need a check in order to cope with seeing the fact that someone's arms have shattered and some jellyfish are now clouding the air. I mean, that is not normal, I've got to say. Okay, you're fine. Um, oh, six. Muriel rolled a six. She's more than fine with it. So do I. There were three sixes at the table. I got a five and James got a four. Yeah. So I think Whoa. we're all... Everyone is, everyone is just... We're pretty, we're pretty chill about oh, jellyfish. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, tick, move on. So, well, it's, it's just, Nudity. It's, whoa. Yeah. Okay, whoa. It's just after <laughs> the war when there was a lot of violence of people losing limbs. Yep. Not as many naked ladies. I would like See, to grab the nearest thing that can be used as a weapon. Yep. And start swinging it to hit jellyfish that are floating in the air. Okay. The best thing is possibly going to be um, either some of the props that have been used, um, or there is the, the bottle of whiskey which is, happens to be on the side. The bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Definitely the bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Which is open, I think, because I heard the pot. It is. Yes. So you're going to just throw whiskey everywhere because it's a topless oh, bottle. With the fire plan, that sounds good. Johnson! Johnson, burner! Use the whiskey and burner. You've got a lighter burner. Nah, I'll I'll grab one of the prop swords. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the uh, the whiskey for later to continue the fire plan. Okay, so you can swat at the smack of jellyfish in front of you. like my old like my old baseball days <laughs> back on the diamond where I grew up. <laughs> you were literally you were tied to the diamond. Yeah, you grew up on the diamond. <laughs> it's very hard. So I should roll. Uh, should, should I be rolling athletics or scuffle? Uh, this be scuffling. Um, uh, if I'm, you have weapons, it would be better better suited. But as you don't. And it's improvised weaponry, even okay. though it's designed to look like a weapon and um, still scuffling. The weight so is I'm going to it spend is. two scuffling points. Mm. Okay. Three, five total. So it's awkward to, to hit them on account of their largely moving around yeah. in quite strange, wafty ways, but you manage to knock quite a few of them, and just the sheer contact with, with, with the wooden sword causes them essentially to like fold in on themselves and kind of like <laughs> flutter down like, uh, like so petals weird. to the ground. There's still quite a lot of them clouding in the air, yeah. but it is less dangerous now to those people immediately in the vicinity. And you need to make an athletics check not to be stung by, the, by the training. Okay, okay. what am I rolling? Rolling athletics, if you want to spend any points, you need to do so before the roll. Uh, I'll spend one, five, plus one is okay. six. Um, so you manage to keep sufficiently out of the way. You can also now make a recurrent attack back at the thing that's attacked you. I think at this point, given that she, I've she's attempted not to cut so her twice, a woman get her! and she's a attacked me, thrusting her stump in the face, I'm gonna take out my baton and whack her in the head. Brain her! Fantastic. Yeah. Brain her! Um, um, you can do that with weapons. Yeah. Um, your baton will also be more damaging than anything. Yeah. yeah. Use your weapon. I'm gonna put three in. Why not? Three weapons. Yep. Two plus three is five. Okay, that's more than enough. One. Oh. Great. So you managed to get quite a, a square knock to her head. And it kind of like shifts the head slightly and it, it dents in at the point where you've struck. But her anatomy isn't quite the same. And the fact that she's not responding to this kind of prevents much more damage being dealt. Um, you're fairly close. So you have I just want tried to, to touch strike the it. jellyfish. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> They're beautiful! Can I do a biology check while I've seeing all of this? I've got biology! I want to investigate the, the jellyfish and, and a cult. I want to just look at the beautiful jelly. There are beautiful things flying through the air. You know, I've been reading so it's Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, not the not the silly uh, Sherlock stuff, but the stuff about life beyond. 
<laughs> I've always suspected that there was some beauty beyond what we could know as, as mere humans. And look wow. at them! Look at them! <laughs> so you, you kind of put out a hand to like, hold them, there. them on the top, um, top of the little domey jellyfish. And they kind of like float down and, and turn their back to kind of like settle on the back of your palm, the fact they're open there. Um, now this is potentially damaging on account of them having stinging things. And so you do take just from the just from the nice the strokes of their stinging tentacles, um, mm-hmm. you do take two damage huh. um, from this. But it's worth it! <laughs> <laughs> it's very much worth it. So we also have just getting up from the floor, we have Herbert. And also, and we've got Julian just at the threshold of the room, spotting all of these things. Which of you wishes to work next? Hmm. I will say I'll act after because I'm kind of getting up. So anyway, yep. I, do I am going to. Imagine that bit in Finding Nemo, you know, with the bouncing. Mm. I, with my extensive training in first aid and situations and triage, (laughs) I'm going to run outside to try and grab some help. I'm going to run out yelling, help, help, we need help. I'm trying to go through the fastest route possible. So like out to the front, outside of Like it. pulling out any, like, if I see someone with a whistle, I'm going to be blowing it. I'm just making noise, yelling help, police, as much as possible, and running to the outside, because um, I cannot help this situation. I'd say in order to get down safely and taking it a run, um, it would be something athletics-based. Um, this is fairly panicked, um, and you are literally running away to seek help, so I do think fleeing um, is a skill you can spend on this. I am going to spend three points of fleeing to get outside, making as much noise as possible, and getting as many people involved as it's possible. something worth doing right the first time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> fleeing isn't something I want to conserve points on. No. If at first you don't succeed... You're dead! Lying at the bottom of the stairs, twitching slightly, going, maybe you should have spent those points. <laughs> if, I, if I should have spent four now, I'm going to be really annoyed. Right, spending three. Yeah. Okay, with a roll of five, takes you to eight. That is fantastic. You managed to, to take the stairs at just the right pace. This is skillful. <laughs> Excellent stairs. Did you even run down and just run slightly on the wall to get around the What corner. can I say? Taking the I'm really line. good at yeah, fleeing yeah. from my problems. <laughs> <laughs> I will also give you a chance to make a sense trouble check as soon as you get downstairs. Um, I will do, you want to do spend that too. And I will spend two points on that. I've rolled a one and spent two on the sense trouble, mm. so it's only up to a three. So it's only up to a three. It's odd that the, the risk of the pub seems to be completely empty. Presumably it's on account of the fact that people have fled. So that may be, that might be why. You, there's a step where you kind of walk into the room, realise something's not quite right, but not enough to really notice anything and keep running oh, for the door. Bombing for the front door. And please, please, please. As you open the door, you realise something terrifying, which we will share in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ha! Now you know how it feels. Uh, right, I will clamber to my feet and I will uh, dig around in my pockets for my emergency derringer. Impressive. Um, you and do, using my preparedness. You do have preparedness. Emergency derringer. So yeah. preparedness. Wow. Very, very tiny gun. Ah. It's a handbag gun, basically. Uh, preparedness is a is a beautiful skill in the it. fact that it allows you to to roll a dice to see if you probably would have brought the stuff with you. <laughs> so it's like, I really need this narrative item. If you, there it is. If you failed, if you left the gas on at home. <laughs> yeah, just it, it's a smash cut to an overboiling kettle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, I spent three points, uh, so seven. So you do. <laughs> you really have the gas. Like, it is so present. You. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh, you're just piece of serious. Oh, I picked up this V2. Just, uh, <laughs> so. So you spend your time kind of like rooting through the bag and, and do manage to, to grab onto the familiar coldness of it. You're not very skilled at using it, of course, um, so you can't use it this round. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm not going to try and use it. I'm going to bring it out, wave it between Jemima and Ella, and shout, everybody stop what you're doing! Jemima at this point is like snapped out of recognition. She's just staring at the things that's happening at this point, largely with like with a look of fear and of loss. And people could respond to this. Anyone in anybody in the room? Not me. <laughs> I'm too busy being scared. Well, uh, very occupied. With the doctor having run outside to seek help, I realised that my set fire to stuff plan needs to be accelerated. Yep. So this is the point where I grab a bottle of scotch and head back into the auditorium. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to do a, a sense trouble check without adding any points to it so that if she fails it, she might actually just have a begin to have an inkling that things are weird. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I like leaving that up to the dice. Like, yep. <laughs> you know, is she going to continue thinking this is the best thing that's ever happened to her or get scared <laughs> for the first time? Because she is completely unfazed. I'm really yep. hoping you just stay on board and happy. Let's leaving find out. Dice, okay, so this your target is a five. Right, oh gosh. To succeed on this. 
because you're quite caught up in it already. And you've been stung by a floating jellyfish. Yep. yep. Wait, we don't know what that does. Oh. <laughs> You've been rolling so well today. No, I don't know. Wait, does that mean that I, you I do, do sense, sense trouble? Oh, right, I do you sense trouble. You now recognise that the, 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 burning, the burning thing. The burning is actually is painful. Yeah. And it's not just like, what a, fa- what a fantastic sensation. It's like, no, no, this is a painful sensation. This is. Ow! Ow! Art is not supposed to be painful. <laughs> <laughs> and we found her limit. Only emotionally painful, not physically. Yes, yeah, it's supposed to move you profoundly. But not necessarily leave a burning sensation all the way up one's wrist. Oh my, Herbie, Herbie, I think this is improper and we should leave. <laughs> Turn around, your yeah. brother's holding a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Herbie, put that down! Uh, no, I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> has a uh, stumpy lady, what's she up to? So Ella has, has not responded in any way to the noise and so on in the room and continues to swing her arms her at your head. Yeah. Her stumps are this. Again, she's trying to connect fairly well, so again, spends three points on her scuffling here. Okay. Rolls a two, which is a five, which is enough to hit the four that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you only take one damage from this. Down to nine. Okay. Um, so much health. No, it's uh, familiar territory, which yeah. is James's character's taking a massive beating. Yeah. Uh, but also right. dishing it out. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, okay, so a blow to the head hasn't worked, so Hobbins is going to attempt to choke her with the baton across the neck, holding across the windpipe yep. and going like that. Um, oh, this uh, is escalated to killing. Yeah. Are you trying to avoid, are you consciously trying to avoid the jellyfish? I think at this point I'm so focused on the adversary. Yeah. I've not been touched by the jellyfish yet. Yeah. So you do take damage from them. Oh. You take a lot of damage from them. That was a six that roll. Now they take they take two away from that roll, so you only take four. Okay. It's um, okay, don't worry, the doctor's five. already run away. <laughs> yeah, great. Okay, so I'm uh, going in with the baton to the uh, neck. What was the difficulty? What, what did I need to roll for this? Um, so again, this would be a weapons attack. Yeah. Um, and in order to hit her, you need a three. Okay, um, in that case, I will invest, I will invest three. Four plus three is seven. So seven, so you definitely managed to hit her with that. And even though you're primarily attempting to restrain her, it is still quite an aggressive thrust. So you will also still be dealing damage. Mm-hmm. So if you roll, add zero. Three. Okay, take three damage to her. So you, you knock her back to this point. Um, the baton starts cutting into her neck, which almost starts a kind of chain reaction in the sense of other cracks start spreading, especially like from over the shoulder where you can see things crumbling under things. And her body kind of collapses in on itself and then falls down into the floor in a strange heap of mismatching costume and facets of wax. Can you also make a sense trouble roll? Sense trouble. I might put one into this, if that's yep. okay. The world shatters. Actually, I'm going to put two into this because I don't think I'm going to be doing much more sensing trouble. Trouble's already here. <laughs> so three plus two is five. Yep. There's still something moving in the mass. I'm just going to wail on the pile again with my baton. So there's something something within which we'll, we'll put it back to in just a moment. So you've grabbed some scotch. Okay, so I am dumping approximately two thirds of the bottle of the scotch yep. over the stage and the front row seats to help the fire spread quicker. Yep. But then I'm taking my handkerchief out of my pocket, yeah. soaking it in <laughs> the scotch, Stuffing it in the neck of the bottle and lighting it on the fire. And that's probably how much action time I have yeah. in one round. Uh-huh. The flames start spreading out across the door, and then more and more of the sections which previously hadn't um, been catching are starting to go up. And it probably has hit the point now where it's going to start growing exponentially. It very much has. So I think my work here is done. <laughs> this is where we find out we're in an entirely alternate plane of reality and you've killed our way home. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're all dying here, but this bay will not finish, and that's what's most important. Uh, can I stamp on the moving things alongside Poppins? The moving I, was, I was right next to you. Yeah. 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 Um, are you also trying to avoid the jellyfish? Uh, yes. Okay, so that'll take an athletics roll, so spend as many points as you want, and because you're aware of it, it will target the athletics. Four. So um, five, so you managed to sufficiently move through in such a way that you're not going to be struck by and them. Then Put one in scuffle. Yep. She's not really punching it so much as to be like. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, six Ooh. plus one. <laughs> Even her flailing, like she's. I think Muriel has potential competence, kind of, <laughs> in her waiting to break out. You know. This, Muriel, this, like totally before her time, she's wasted yeah. in the 1940s. <laughs> you roll for damage, and um, presumably you just trample on it will actually take two from the damage. Two. So roll a four minus two is two. Has Muriel ever had to stand on a cockroach? Oh, 
she, I think she was in the land army, yes. Yeah. 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 It feels like that time you stood on the cockroach. Yeah. There's an internal consistency to it that kind of gives way and kind of falls in and it's... Yeah. It's it's not really a very the entomologist nice. steps up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not really a very nice nice look, and almost an immediate response from that. A limb flicks out, utterly like razor thin, looking like an incredibly thin scythe, and kind of just like darts in general direction um, of both of you. So it's just as likely to, to hit the other. In fact, I'll roll to randomly see who it does. You are odd. You are even. <clears throat> and a roll of five <clears throat> means it comes mm-hmm. uh, for Poppins here. Um, rolls a one and misses. What's Herbert doing? Uh, Herbert is uh, slightly disappointed that even though he has a gun, people are still ignoring him. Yeah. <laughs> Very much a uh, theme throughout his life. Uh, and he, but he's, as a Jemima, is the only person who's not actively like trying to do something else. Um, he'll walk over to her, still with the gun, uh, sort of shakily held, and go, What the heck's going on? She completely blanks you. Um, <coughs> <laughs> 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 Cellophane, <laughs> cellophane. <laughs> <laughs> don't buy you respect. No. <laughs> Important and lesson. And third lesson. Yeah. Yeah. But this one's this one's an actual true lesson. One of ones sarcastically. Yes. Or, or rather, don't don't buy a small gun. Buy a big gun. It kind of it galvanises you, and you, and you directly hold the gun to her face, and. She turns and, and looks and saying, "It's not meant to be like this. It's it's gone it's gone wrong. Ella should be here to see my success." She's a wax monster. What's supposed to happen? <laughs> and again, after so you see it from the pile of like the pile of clothes. There's more general twitching and like flailing of, of these like razor thin limbs. And out of the mess of costume, um, is a large beetle. What kind of beetle? <laughs> <laughs> It has Ben's face right now. <laughs> Christmas came early and it's Beatles. Um, it has it has no face. It that, is okay. it is very much something that you don't recognise. Beyond its size, not a proper beetle. <laughs> it may taking, be, just taking I, the time. I, I, think you're fine. I think you're fine. I think you're fine. Actually, it's a legume. <laughs> Maybe a bug. But uh, so it kind of like comes out and twitches at this point. And in the chaos of the things that are going upstairs, you step out onto a warm street. Okay. <clears throat> that seems fine. That, everything's fine. <laughs> Campaign concluded. <laughs> well, job cold, well muggy fog of London. Um, smog before. All around are strange shaped buildings, kind of like twisting up into the night sky. There are no humans on this street, are there? You don't, you don't see anyone on the street. Yeah. Helpfully. Um, you do, however, see like glinting off, like if you were to polish mucus. This kind of. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna roll a sense trouble <laughs> to spot whether the trouble I'm... is there. <laughs> to just to just spot how how dead we're going to be at this point. So you you do spot trouble. Yep. Mm. Okay. Um, is it 100? <laughs> percent In fact, the, the pub behind you still appears to mostly be in the shape that you remember it to be, but the colours aren't right, and it's kind of like almost naturally growing out of another building. You don't recognise this place at all. Uh, the sun is starting to set. Alongside the other sun, which again seemingly following a separate path is starting to be the, the other sun, yeah. and uh, that, that second sun there, yeah, uh, okay. the, the twin suns of uh, the twin suns of Carcosa, which you also remember having paid such incredible close attention to the play, was the setting of the play, right? And now okay. stood out on the street, on another world, which literally shatters your sanity and your sensibility. So you take. You take two from each of those. Given that I was on 100% of everything, mm. I'm holding this up quite well. Clearly, <laughs> my, my horrible exterior is belying a basic level of, of capableness. Okay, right. I immediately stop yelling for help. <laughs> Imme- let's, let's get that clear. Noise stops. Immediately step inside, close the door. Is there something that I can bar the door with that is easily removable, not a one-way padlock that I'm now going to lock us in and burn us to death with. Um, you know, there's a put, fire. Put a chair under the... Under the yeah, you could, you could move a chair in front Wicked. of the... I'll move a chair under the door. Like, eliminate the variables! Okay, <laughs> I will then... Eliminate the alien world. Something <laughs> 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 outside. <laughs> I will then rush over to the window, which Muriel pointed out to do the whole optical illusion thing. Mm. The one with your, hunch. the handkerchief still over there. Yes, is the handkerchief still over it? Yes. I run over and immediately rip it apart, as in rip it off rip from it the off window. The what am I seeing? London. Hey! <laughs> but only through that pain. 
really tempted to just push my hand through and hope. <laughs> okay. No, I am going to immediately rush upstairs back to where all the trouble is, just to spread the word of what's happened. The stage is going up nicely. It's in flames. My Molotov cocktail is ready. I go back into the room. I see an ugly giant bug. Yep. Yeah. I fling the cocktail at it. Do we need to do a check to get out of the way in time? Put three and flee? Uh, fleeing the yeah, cocktail so you or can athletics? Both would be the case, running from this yeah. room. Put um, in three and flee. I don't have anything in flee. I'm going to put two in athletics. athletics. Yep. Cool. Oh, five. Six plus two is eight. Yep, fantastic. Uh, four in flee. Yep. Uh, seven. Okay, so seven in total. And after releasing your hold on this, the whiskey bottle like spins through the air, shatters up the wall, and kind of like goes up in a large yeah. of the flame, um, catching the clearly like synthetic fibres of the costume beneath, and starting like a really stringed whining sound that's not entirely clear if it's coming from the beetle um, or if it's coming from just the sound of the fire itself. And at this point, you've then got Jemima who kind of drops to her knees and is now openly weeping, and the remaining jellyfish, which have been kind of blown back in the actual explosion itself, and then start like slowly drifting down and then settling down. Um, on Jemima. Can I rescue Jemima? I think Probably we've already, not. We've already, uh, Make the call. Cut our losses. No. Yeah. I um, have. To, I have to say goodbye to my brother's fiance, much as I said goodbye to him. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wait, you said goodbye to him, <laughs> covered in alien jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a weird war. It's emotionally the same, not physically. <laughs> and I'll follow. I'll make sure I'm the last one down the stairs, and yeah. everyone else is fleeing the fire before I am. Yeah. Which is like setting responsibility for starting it. Yeah, the burning quite outrageously behind you. You will yeah. also need an athletics check or a fling check to, I'll to safely traverse the stairs. And I'll spend three no. points. Oh, you have uh, seven total. Seven. So again, managed to, to make up, kind of catching up with everyone else. So we... upstairs is on fire. Let's Run, get out, out of here. Out, out, We're out, not, out, We're out. not in London push, anymore. Push past the doctor. Throw the chair out of the door. What are you and doing? Slam out of the. Uh, We're not in London park. anymore. Oh. So and the sun's. Have just set outside. So has everyone fled oh. outside of the burning pub then? I definitely have. I'm out. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah. I think we have to. I, I grab another bottle of whiskey from behind the bar. <laughs> as I flee. I'll, put, I'll put it to the group. Do I smash the window or not before I leave? You smash yes, it. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, seeing everything just on an idle. Well, it's all done anyway. Yep. I rush over to the window, grab the handkerchief I originally covered the window with, wrap it around my hand and just punch my fist through the glass. And you can still see in the like the shards of shattering glass, the vista of London through there, but your hand again emerges into the strange, humid outer air of Carcosa. No. <laughs> and then I run out and stand with my compatriots. There's five of us. Watching. One, one of us mostly insane, one of us pretty badly hurt. Well, we all, Three all, of you we're, relatively okay. Well, actually, we have time. to take... Uh, <laughs> and, we, and the remainder of you also take the realisation points to lose two stamina and two stability. And, uh, Still that fine. Two, did you say two sanity and two stability? Yes. yes. I'm on zero sanity. Ah, that's everyone. that's an NPC, uh, and I go to minus one stability, so I go into a fugue state. I'm at <laughs> yeah. uh, five and five, so really. Yeah, let's do it. Wait, I really enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, our our American correspondent <laughs> has uh, has had shattering revelations. Uh, so we're trapped. In we're trapped. His mind is on fire, much as the pub is. Well, burning I, to the ground. I think we're going to have to close there then. Yeah. We're trapped in an alternate dimension and people are going to hate us for this. We'll say that's the end of our little... Uh, end of our story. Yeah. Remember to support live theatre. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's in 1940s London. Yeah, yes, God. Oh. 40s! <laughs> Never then. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Sean for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. brilliant. If people want to chase you up, how do they do so? Um, so the easiest way is probably through Twitter, um, where I'm Sean F. Smith. Mm -hmm. I have two separate websites. If you want to book me to come and perform magic at your places, um, you can search for bookshawnsmith.co.uk. Mm -hmm. Or if you're more interested in my writing or my games design, um, then it's archaism.co.uk. Okay, cool. cool. Thank well, you very much. Again, thank you very much. It's been a great, good fun. I hope everyone enjoyed it at the listening end. And I guess we'll see you again for our regular programming next week. Bye. 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 Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. 
To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Cover your mouth when you cough, as polite as that is, because it pushes the air down oh. directly into the mic. So, just creates a microbial miasma. miasma. We've, we've established this before. Use your podcasting blowhole. Yeah. <laughs> That's awful. I'm scared. Urethra oh, is the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> Just voyage yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm physically hurt, anyway. Right. Yeah. Are we all really good? Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was horrible. horrible it's Alex's really. character voice. That's what a fedora sounds like. And so, we were... Okay. For God's sake. We're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Libation. The cough fountain. <laughs> oh, like a butterfly. <laughs> it's a cough moth. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> and I, I do want that has to be a Pathfinder monster, the cough moth. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.